Welcome to the whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. Except the blood of the poor and the white they mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house. Where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch and put a right amount. Since of your entire political identity, you might be a white supremacist. Hopefully you are not a white supremacist, but if you are, I guess you're, are you welcome? I mean, you know, we're going to talk bad about you, but you know, if you want to watch the show and you want to comment, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a free country. You're, you're free to do so. Um, I'm just here. I am one of the hosts of this week in white supremacy. I'm joined. Why is it just on me? I'm, I'm joined. <laughs> it's, a, it's a group of us. I'm taking all the smoke this episode. Like, yo, like, why is it just on me? I have other other co-hosts um oh there there's there's one of them you want to introduce yourself miracle hey. <laughs> oh I, I mean since i'm replaceable i don't i don't know but, uh, <laughs> formerly of the one <laughs> <laughs> it's miracle you know just care about myself formerly known as one half of the wonder twins but it's okay though you know it's here it's okay it's all right just next well fine welcome yeah. Wow. You, just yeah, I never nothing. Anything. <laughs> you see these movies? Okay. Not even not even the, the not even the, the Derek Jackson apology. Not even the no. you know nothing. Wow. It's just maybe next time y'all are in, in the studio together, y'all can like hold hands no. together. No. You can get yourself hey, a beret, no, miracle. I'm never present the implication. Uh, the implication that's, of that's what? I was replacing people. Would I even call it? No, quiet not not you oh, replacing oh, people. No, no, we're not oh. talking about that. <laughs> Jeez. Can you introduce yourself, introduce brother? Yourself. <laughs> Who are you? Where are your glasses? We, we can't see you. You know, there's a kid with a golden arms, full time super villain, part time hater. You get me? <laughs> tight right now. Niggas got me tight already. I'm, I'm a man start. like Zion. Well, well, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, trouble, you know, you bring the peace and joy uh, yeah, to, to the one hood family. Like, right. yeah, you balance hair. it out. Yeah, balance this out. Sometimes I do question who I am, but like today I know I'm trouble one less and we never lose in sight. You know what I'm saying? We out here. I like that. I like that. We out here. Well, um, you know, welcome to this week in white supremacy. We have, uh, you know, of course, you know, the show that writes itself. It's mad white supremacy going on, but we wanted to start um, with a a trailer for a new TV a show. <laughs> of a madness <laughs> that kind of <laughs> have made the rounds online. So if you have not seen this trailer, it's called the United States of Al, and it is, you know. But well, I guess we'll just we'll play the trailer. Is this supposed you tell to be, us what? Is this supposed to be like the United States of Al Qaeda? Oh, is that what they're trying to do? Whoa, is that what they're going with this? I don't know. Maybe maybe watch the trailer. You determine for yourself. Don't let me I don't know. know. Farouk Al Said. Maybe they talking about your ass. Oh Lord, they're trying to get with the point. <laughs> no, free him. Goes backwards. I've been, in, I've been in immigration for detainment. That shit is well, scary. We, we, yeah, we, we don't have that. That. Let's play the trailer and we'll have a conversation about 
the United. And this is ironically, this is um the guy Chuck. What is his yes, name? Sir. Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. Created. Chuck Lurie, yeah. Yeah. He created what? Two and a half men. I want to see everything? Washington yeah. D.C., Las Vegas, and what's the name of that place that sells peanut butter and brings it to you on a forklift? Costco. The whole time I served in Afghanistan, Al was my interpreter. Hey, welcome. Let me get you a beer. Dad, no alcohol. Right. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, your son should be sorry for talking to you with that tone of voice. <laughs> I like him. Daddy! Did you know that your Uncle Al is your godfather? Which some might say is even more important than an actual father. Mm, no one says that. You know. April Fool's Day. Did you not tell me you were having marriage problems? <laughs> I could fixed it. From Afghanistan. <laughs> it's not the move. Have Wi-Fi. I appreciate how much you want to help, but you couldn't make it work. Do you think you tried hard enough? He's the one who didn't try hard enough. He was probably exhausted from war. There was a lot of walking. Thank you for keeping my brother safe. As your godfather, I will protect you for the rest of my life. Will you be my godfather too? Get your own. Thank you for welcoming me into your home. Yo, what's happening? You'll get used to it. <laughs> so, I have first so off, first much off. to say. You know, my I just thing want to was, point out. Go ahead, Miracle. I just want to point out the historical issues with this. So for those of you who are not aware, um, the interpreters that assisted, aided, helped um, U.S. soldiers were promised citizenship, were promised safety. And mm -hmm. each time the U.S. decided that they were going to scale down or withdraw from conflict, they literally abandoned these individuals who were then most of the time tortured murdered them and their families Thank and you. literally left them to die and the fact that we are making a comedy about this without including a pop this population without even saying and i'm sorry without even um giving that backstory is enraging to me but i will let for continue yeah. because it, it makes Mir no miracle sense. miracle how do we <clears throat> How do we touch the hearts and minds of 65 year old plus white Americans if we actually tell them the real truth? <laughs> you <laughs> know what? They already know. They already know. Like, let's not yeah. pretend that we don't have military people at every single function across this country. They know what happens abroad. Like, let's, yeah. like, they don't want their hearts and minds touched. But They're out here do doing enough. Miracle. Do they though? I would argue that a lot of them. Have don't. you talked to any Vietnam there? No, no, no. I'm just saying. You. I'm just saying the majority of like white America like don't really truly understand like what like the 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 terror that the you know America and a comedy show is going to tell of, them the terror. Oh no, absolutely no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would <laughs> argue that most people don't really know like what is happening in their name in countries across the world that like u.s imperialism and u.s foreign policy is doing you know what i'm saying I'm argue being that a lot honest of they probably yeah. think it's okay if they do know and say so probably right. do know and they're like army sympathists and like i mean like you know yeah, yeah. They, they think anybody on foreign soil was like the enemy for some reason so, so like, like, like if you ask people, people 
don't know about what the police are doing. And on January 6th, they said, why are you up here <laughs> not shooting black motherfuckers? So I No, that's real. That's real. That's real. I'm just I'm just saying, like, if you ask people how long have we been in Afghanistan? Like, if you start even asking people the basic question, most people don't know that that like this is the place that we've been in the longest. The quote unquote war that we've been in the longest is occupying Afghanistan. Like, I don't know if the average now, like you, like you said, is this show going to change that? Of course not. Like, absolutely, hundred percent not. But I'm just saying, I, I just think you're giving people too much credit. Um, and I say that to say, like, remember post 9-11, it was like, oh, you know, they hate us because of our freedom. And it was like, we, it wasn't until later on that we actually were able to get in a conversation about how the United States shows up in these countries and why somebody might actually be angry or upset, you know, um, at United States, like foreign policy, you know? We should have Jeremiah right on this show because I just, <laughs> I don't think he gets his flowers and his props enough because he was right. If we think about it, he like was right. he was right when we was talking about our international policy and neoliberalism yes. and how we bomb other countries. And yeah, yes. a lot of us, myself included, got it wrong. But like, I know Farouk had wanted to say something some ago. And I, and I will, and I will reach out to uh, uh, Dr. Wright. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the most intelligent people I've ever, ever met or heard speak. Brilliant, brilliant brother. Um, man like Saeed. So, so <laughs> people don't think <laughs> I got a tag team partner with me. Could we, could we bring uh, in Sadaf real quick? Could we bring, so, we bring so in let, let, let's introduce Sadaf. Um, and, and Sadaf is apparently Sadaf and, and Treble are the new wonder twins. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't want to disrespect Miracle like that. We gotta have like our own name. <laughs> y'all look like yo, y'all, y'all, y'all about to go to Kennywood. Like y'all, gonna... <laughs> it's right up the street. So, you know what I'm but um, so Sadaf, Sadaf is um, 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 are you are you first generation, Sadaf? Uh, no, I'm an immigrant. My right. children okay. are first generation. Yeah. Okay, so, so your children be Sadaf first and I got. Sadaf from Afghanistan. Yeah. Yes, from okay. Afghanistan. Yep. Sadaf, so kind of the basis of where this show is from. And Sadaf uh, came to us uh, at, at One Hood as a Coral Fellow and has worked with us and kind of knows our intricacy. So, like, I'll, I'll take it back to you, Farouk, and you could kind of bring Sadaf. But we want to have Sadaf in this conversation because she is from Afghanistan. She and she's also super opinionated. <laughs> very, <laughs> yeah. Very opinionated. <laughs> super so, smart, super brilliant, super very, very highly, yes, highly indeed. intelligent, highly passionate. I'm glad you said that. That's a hundred percent fact. Thank so you. Saeed. Yeah. So okay. So firstly, while I first went with this, when Jasiri sent me the link, I was like, yo, did they really make a show about having a fucking slave in 2021? Right? Like they made this nigga a slave, right? And I immediately thought about Haji from Johnny Quest. So anybody that remembers the Johnny Quest cartoons, that's that's where I went first is Haji, right? And how Miracle had talked about what the US government with the armed forces do to interpreters, you gotta keep in mind over you know, over across the sea, interpreters are the snitches of the of the of the village, right? They the snitches of the village. Right. So what do you think happens to snitches on the road here in the States and in, and in the West? Right. You deal with them. Right. Niggas. And, and well, as soon as it's points, uh, yeah. often, uh, oftentimes you do that because you're cooperating. The idea is like I'm cooperating. I'm and cooperating therefore the, the person. Right. The person who I'm cooperating with is going to protect you. Right. So if you're yeah, going to as soon as them niggas leave. 
You le- you left to the ends. You left to the wolves. Right. The hyenas right. is right. gonna get you. Still, so I mean, one we got to talk about that. Two, what's and Sadaf can touch on this because she's actually from there. Like you know, my mom got political asylum from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Right, my father gave me an American name for fear that I wouldn't be able to travel abroad with an Arabic name. My mom gave me an Arabic name. My father gave me a Western name because he had the foresight to see a war on terror. There was a war in Lebanon where my mom's from when I was born. So that makes this uh, very triggering to me. And Sadaf actually come from an even worse country. Right. I'm going to put finger quotes on that. But I'll say this before I pass it off to Sadaf. This is part and part this is part for the course of how asian people are represented in media as we're dealing with this asian racism and, ma- and mass murder right now anytime you see asian people on tv specifically men they're automatically stripped of their masculinity they don't True. have deep voices they're in subservient right. roles they're always right. smaller frail people who can't stick up for themselves which is why warrior is such a fucking great show because you got to see some real authentic chinese shit you know happening in the states but i digress as we have this go ahead Oh, no, go, go ahead, Finish. I'm sorry, I yeah. thought you was wrapping up. As we have all this Asian shit that's happening, all this Asian hate that's being popularized on the mainstream media, not only do you bring this shit out, but you're going to play it during Ramadan. You're going to have the show come out during Ramadan yeah. about Muslims being subservient, about all, yeah. like, how, how, my nigga? How? I'm done. I mean, Stop, it, is, it is April 1st, and before I pass it to you, Sadaf, um, for those that don't know, we're discussing the TV show from CBS called United States of Al. If you could, um, to me, if you could drop that link in the. Um... Oh, damn. The series just if got you, could, you wanted to drop the link in the chat, but like, Sadal, <laughs> did you want to give your perspective um, as someone? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this the representation that you wanted for your community? No, not, not, e- not even a little bit. Um, it's truly disgusting. Um, I, so on Twitter, I, I've had my Twitter for about 10 years and, um, it's the, it's my form of news. It's the way that I get everything. And the first tweet that I saw was from Ray, Ray, because I'm black, nigga, that's why. Mm. <laughs> Look, my dad's black, let, nigga, let, shut the fuck up. Don't come in my let, show let, with that shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told y'all, I be telling, I have to tell people. Let's be black. Let's be black. You don't have to, right, bro, you don't have to respond to the comments right as they come I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm already tight, bro. I'm already tight. Farouk is black. You know what I'm saying? Farouk is black. But you have gotten that question before, so we... You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, that's why. But what I was saying, yeah, I just somebody said that. Damn, the host just left. Yeah, I was just setting it up. It's the United States of Al. If you don't know, we just dropped the trailer into the comments. If you want to watch the trailer, just to put it in the context of. <laughs> oh. All right, and, and you about to, you about to get you kicked continue? out. So Go ahead, continue. So. Yes, and we'll, yes. We'll drop your Twitter too, so we can give you props and follow you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, so I saw it on Twitter, and I saw a retweet from Reza. Reza is um in one of the Iranian uh writers or directors. Um, I, I know nothing about like sh- uh, show stuff, but um, he's yeah. he's involved in. He's, in, he's well, one of the executive producers of is the he? show. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yes. So he's an executive producer, and he's like, "Well, you're not giving the show a chance." This and that, and a lot of people came out with like having an issue with the casting. I have no issue with the casting. 
Um, mainly because, first off, um, I uh, used to watch Rules of Engagement, and I he played Timmy in that, and I love that show. And Timmy, like, the, the guy who's playing, I think he's adorable. I love him. Great actor. Um, the issue for me is not at all that, like, it's that he's in this role there's really like little to no afghan actors there's a few actresses and they get a lot of heat for just being actresses so like people expect also the privilege of being in the industry is like its own thing and like afghans don't have that so i understand not a problem my problem is much of what you said miracle right like the role of interpreters what happens to interpreters is And I know this because I have family and friends who have been interpreters. I actually recently met another interpreter that was brought here, but it took him like 10 years. And um, to give a little perspective, this involvement of the U.S. has been going on for four decades now. This is 40 years of if you... If anyone can ever imagine waking up to bombs, and I, I was two, three years old when I left Afghanistan, and the way trauma works is that you remember, even when you're so young, and that, like, you know, two-year-olds definitely don't remember their lives. I, as a two, three-year-old, like, absolutely remember every single bomb, every single time my fi- family had to hide out. I remember all of those instances and it's just like whatever you're three years old no way you remember that's like yes i do because it's so traumatic to hide in this like little hole as there's bombs being (laughs) flown out and your house is being destroyed because that's literally what happened my uncles were tortured by the taliban and then we had to move out in the middle of the night um and 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 you know everything that has gone on with u.s occupation um them currently propping up and negotiating with the Taliban, the very force they have been fighting against. Um, And the very thing that I'm studying here at UCSB is this relationship of the U.S. and what ended up happening in Afghanistan. And it has essentially consumed my entire research. I would love to study anything else, but I don't have that privilege because I'm from Afghanistan and this is what I'm, you know, drawn to. But in this case, like, everything that has gone on, the war and atrocity and every conversation I have with my family members where they talk about the pain, they cry over it, they're like, we have not been left alone for decades. Our children grew up in this. This is all we know. Right. Then what does CBS do? Do they make a documentary? Do they make a movie? No. Do they make a show that is dramatic? That is, you know, do, do they do that? You know, to, to convey the severity of this issue. Do they do, they right, do that? Right. Do they even come close to that? No. Instead. They make they, they, a well, I got, so, so to them, I mean, they, I guess they would say that like the sitcom is like the way to kind of reach America's heart. And just I just wanted to uh, just uh, elaborate on something that you said. So the main character that you saw mm-hmm. it, that plays Al is not Afghani. No, he, he is, is uh, uh, an Indian from South Africa, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So that was a, an initial people were like, well, couldn't you find somebody like right. if this is about somebody that's Afghani? Could you find you said that that wasn't an issue. For me, it was no, more so reckon, like yeah. the yeah. trivialization of like what's actually happening there. Um, right. So like you said, like this guy, Riza, um, uh, uh, um, he said that they're going to. Yep. Right. He, the, he, you know, according to him, they're going to talk about that. And we just have to, I guess, wait to seasons. <laughs> Miracle's expression is hilarious. <laughs> wait to like season five. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I guess, I guess my take on this is, and I'll, I'll come to you, um, um, Trouble and Miracle as well, is like, you know, 
it's it's wild to me that like and it, and this happens this happened with black people a lot like the threat are 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 white specifically white men but white people mm-hmm. you know like what like white people enslaved us murdered us raped us lynched us but then somehow like we're the dangerous ones like no like we're right. like like why do we and so then when we show up in popular culture like we have to always like be made to seem like less threatening when like white people are actually the real threat like what? when you go like it's 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 the, the the soldiers and the occupiers of Afghanistan like white people went over there you know yep. what I'm saying? To, to quote unquote get bin Laden, but been there, was there before that and been there. There's a whole history of, you know, Ronald Reagan and all that. And so it's like you're the th- like you're the one that showed up in somebody else's country with like tanks and bombs and all of this stuff. But somehow the Afghani people are the threat. And so in order to exist in white America, they have to be the not he has to he's not even looking like a soldier per se he has to be oh i'm so sweet and kind and hi how are you doing and oh i love this little white girl over here and i'll be your god daddy i'll be like right. no no issue with the occupation of his country no issue with like his people being blown like and, that, and that's what's so wild to me but we have to like show up like that because that's how we get white America to love us. And then this is what this guy is basically saying. Right. There's a Muslim guy who's the EP who's from Iran. Like, this is how you solve the racial dynamics. And, you know, it's like, yo, Bill Cosby had the number one show. Now, we know Bill Cosby now is problematic and we're not co-signing. Nothing Bill Cosby has done. But Bill Cosby had a number one show for years. That didn't make black people less threatened. That didn't lead to us being beat or brutalized or killed by the police less because Bill Cosby was somewhere eating jello pudding pops and smiling at white folks. Like, so this is what I don't understand. Like this idea that like we have to do this so then white people can accept us and maybe now they won't be Islamophobic because this person, like this is what you're trying to sell me? Right, right. I don't know, Miracle. Did you have something to say? And I wanted to come to uh, Trouble after that. Okay. I know Trouble wanted to go first, so I had already spoken. Did you have something? Trouble. Ladies first, always. Okay, so I've said before, and I'll say it again: representation is not liberation. And in this case, it's like a fifth of representation. And I know y'all called me racist last week because I was saying I think that people from with lived experiences should be the ones that represent their culture and arts and music and media and literacy. I firmly believe that like black Americans should be able to tell black American stories to a black American audience. Now, Lena is an exception because like she, I don't know who her audience is, even though she's black. Um, but what I think is that we have to stop making art for people to love us and see us as human. It's not going to work. And we waste so much time. I think it was like Tony Morrison was talking about the function of racism as distraction. We waste yeah. so much time creating art to, that we think is going to consume and be palatable for people who don't give a fuck about us. And I think it's hard for us to realize there are people who were basically almost inherently do not like the fact that we're on this show that we are here, that we are thriving and existing. And no TV show, no comedy, no like perfect Sambo, no Mammy, nothing is going to make them love us, respect us, appreciate us, and protect us. 
And until we actually recognize that, we'll keep having these crappy TV shows, and it's just going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so my my comment is towards the rhetoric of the show, which is basically like targeting the realism of the situation, right? And the question that comes up for me is like, if this guy was not an basically an an interpreter for the U.S. Army, would he be getting the same treatment in this home? Would he be Hell getting the no. same treatment in this household? You know what I'm saying? No. It's like, it <laughs> kind of gives this rhetoric. To come in the door. You feel me? It's like, it yeah. kind of gives off this vibe that like, if you're not of service to white people, you don't deserve the respect. You know what I'm saying? Only when you do certain things for white people will they respect you yeah. as a human being. No, you, you know and that's that's such a powerful point. Like he had value because he saved this white guy's life. So like mm-hmm. because he saved this white guy, like now his family uh, uh can it can accept them. You know what I'm saying? But like if he was just a regular Afghanistan, you know, Afghanistani person, like you like yourself, you and your family came over here to die. It's like, oh, you from where? Oh no, you Muslim, you blah blah blah. You know, it's like all of this rhetoric then comes at you because you didn't service. Like right. white supremacy I've been told in that so way. many times, go back to your country. And my response is mm. the second, the millisecond that U.S. troops are out of my country and my country no longer has any ties to the U.S., which will never, ever happen, by the way. I am on the first flight out. I'm not even looking back. Don't worry about me. But that is never going to happen because U.S. occupation, U.S. neoliberalism policy and all this bullshit like rhetoric and and, and uh, like system that they have created that like is self reinforcing is 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 going to continue. And because of that, these bases in probably countries we don't even know about like uh, that exists like the u.s's presence will always be there it will always infiltrate and influence all these different other sorts of mechanisms that are going on it will always be the reason that countries are destroyed people say you know what happened in afghanistan was such a failure someone said that to me once and i was in class with my professor and i was like i'm sorry what did you say and they're like yeah it was such a failure i was like no it was the greatest success that the u.s could have ever hoped for what are you talking about and i was like just like when we talk about the broken system the system's not broken it is exactly how it's supposed to be it's putting black people in jail that is exactly what it was meant to do that's what it was meant to do yeah yeah the u.s is not at all failing in its world domination and no matter how many wars it loses on like the front of it in reality they have control over all of afghanistan's natural resources which the soviets were dying for Uh, they have all influence of trade they they are the ones that are supplying and arming the taliban where's the taliban finding guns they're too dumb to do anything are you kidding like they have control of everything of like no it was not a failure It was a major success we like to say it's a failure so we can like you know we can brush under the rug like the stuff that's going on behind the scenes so we never have to actually talk about it but like from my understanding and my readings, absolutely not. The U.S. won so, time and time again. So mm-hmm. April first, April first. If if this is indeed a real show, because it would be amazing. <laughs> like if this was not a real show, this would be amazing. Like I would give oh, it up did, to them. I mean, if they the, did. Yeah, they did a great job of getting us tight. You get me? Like this would be one of the best April Fool's jokes ever. <laughs> <laughs> but if this is a really show, like, are you going to watch this? Are you all like 
Are y'all playing? I didn't watch? even watch Homeland. Like I didn't, I I didn't watch Homeland. I I think I'm gonna watch it because the main critique that Reza offers is you're judging it without. N- and it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to watch the first episode. Then I'm going to watch. Right. So a lot of uh, a few Afghan influencers. I sent um, Jasiri, you the video, and I yes. sent Trouble the video. I've well. watched the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, they got a pr- sneak peek preview because there's four writers on the show who are Afghan. But the thing is, and I say this consistently, and this goes for any and all communities, especially Afghans. God love them, but we love money. So if you give us enough money. We're going to co-sign on to different things. Not, 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 by the way, th- I know my, my community is going to That's everybody. That's, 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 that's everybody. People, that's right. every, that's every way. We love, you give us enough money, right. we'll co-sign yeah. some bullshit. And especially, yeah. yeah. And especially if you're like, you know, an Afghan that like, ha- especially writing, writing is such a precarious thing, but you're not going to find a lot of jobs in that. And so you finally right. get the opportunity to write for something and it's a TV show, it's Hollywood, you're going to take it, you know? So yeah. it doesn't matter how many people you have on your board. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. It's not representation to us. It doesn't matter regardless um, because at the end of the day, like give anyone enough money, they're going to co-sign whatever you want them to co-sign. And that's just how it goes. But that doesn't mean anything. And so in this respect, especially they decided to additionally have other Afghans come in and watch the show um, and like, you know, get some feedback. They gave them a ton of feedback. Chuck Lore and them did not listen, nor did they care. Yeah, that's what that's that's what she said. She said they just yeah. She said they gave the critique. They was kind of like whatever. Um, and 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 so um, I think what's what's interesting about that this show comes out is that like at the same time we have this mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, like another mass shooting, another like America's reopening, and what do we see? you know, mass shootings happening. And then, you know, and I, I think his name was like Al something. I don't know his whole name, but I think it started with like Al. And this, and this was like a Muslim. And 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 then it was a question around, um, because interesting, you know, Ed kind of questioned your 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 blackness, Farouk, because it kind of led, led, leads to this conversation around, yeah. because then, because people were saying, no, he is white. Although right. he was like a Syrian Muslim, if you see a picture of him, he looks white. So like, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, um, you know, this isn't to try to come at you. Sadaf, but I'm interested is like, when do people like, do people often like identify you as white? Like, um, are people like, like curious about your background and like, like how have you experienced like the, like race, you know, as an Afghani and because, you know, and I don't want to put all your business up there where you grew you grew up in a small town. Like just how did you experience race? And like, what was it ever like people just assumed you were white? Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've never been white, never been assumed to be white, thankfully. Um, and <laughs> in some instances, you know, it's been, you know, uh, an issue. Uh, my brother has. Um, so I'm tr- I'm the darkest skinned person in like my entire uh, cousins and family and like all of that. So, um, so I'm the darkest skinned. And uh, I mean, I've gotten comments from my own family members because, you know, colonialism and like whatnot, you know, loving white, fairer skin, that's just like a cultural thing. And so I've been said that from my family's background where I've been, you know, called um, it's called wheat colored in Farsi. It's a 
I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, I've been called wheat colored. Um, and that's a slur, like to be wheat. Kind of, yes, it's kind of a slur. Yeah, um, and uh, which oh, is wow. funny because my foundation is literally called wheat. Um, so you know, that <laughs> I'm cool with it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no. Um, on the outside, wheat like, color gives you like white privilege in America. <laughs> in, yes, it, it does absolutely. I mean, I'm also like five two. And I'm, I'm smaller, and so I'm overlooked. Absolutely not much of an issue. Uh, my brother, when he was younger, because he was so pale, he was very white passing, and up until recently where he grows a very dark black beard, and he's looked at a little weirdly, then he doesn't have, if he grows his beard, then his privilege is not as high as when he shaves. That's so and interesting. It is, yeah, um, because he's pretty fair-skinned. And then my sisters, like, uh, me and my sister, me especially, I always get um, Latina, and so like people come up to me and speak Spanish to me, um, and so which is great because I know a little bit of Spanish, so I get to practice that way. But like in general, no, I I don't I I haven't necessarily you know like when I was younger, I used to get called a terrorist every day. Um, I remember wow. instances where yeah, I, people would be like, "What's in your backpack?" Oh my God, as Al Qaeda, your yeah. dad. When Bin Laden was caught, they were like, "We're so sorry for your loss." I was oh, like, "Oh God, what? Lord, white people." What are you so, talking so about? But so like so how do we process this? Because I know Miracle, you were kind of adamant that like <laughs> like this guy was white because you know it was initially we saw the picture of it, everybody was saying like another white guy did a mass shooting. I gotta look him up because I haven't seen him yet. And then well, they had a picture of a person of interest. And like when you look at this picture, you see like what looks to be like a white guy. You know what I'm saying? And then when it came out, like, no, he's most you want to put that post that picture up, John? Um, um, oh, you got so a picture can, of him because I was looking. Yeah, he has a he has a picture. Throw that picture up, right? So like, oh shit, right, right. So like, when you see that, to me, like I look at that picture and say that guy's white. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's a white man. I could picture him. Oh, like, his name Ahmad Al Alawi Alisa. Yeah, I, I couldn't even. I wasn't even trying to trying to <laughs> pronounce that. You know what I'm saying? But but you know, like then when. When it came out, like, no, he's a Syrian Muslim, like, people actually, like, were apologizing, like, oh, I apologize, I thought he was white, and it's like, you know, so I just wanted to pass it to you, Miracle, like, is, like, is this guy white? That's a white man right there, so I don't know <laughs> what... Bro, from, like the caucuses, from the Caucasus Mountains? <laughs> Not the Caucasus. Okay, so I think we... I, I know people, especially people who are Middle Eastern, and uh, Israeli and Iranian hate when people label them as white. I understand it. However, if you look at some of the legal definitions of what Caucasian was, is interpreted by our government, it has been white and or Caucasian. In addition, a lot of people, because in America, it's either you're white or you're black, a lot of people culturally, because of trying to protect themselves from white supremacy and sure. violence, have culturally said they are white. So I always have a problem when people who have traditionally identified as white don't want to be identified as white when it becomes the issue. But when there's benefits and privileges, are like all we're all white people. In addition, when I was doing diversity and inclusion work, we had to rewrite what diverse meant specifically so we could include people of Middle Eastern descent into um, protection because we understood that there was discrimination against those populations. And so when I, people think I'm being bigoted or ignorant or funny when I say people are white, but it's like in America, you are white passing, you are white. 
right? right? Whether right. it's intentional or not, yeah. if you look white, you are white until proven otherwise. However, if you, the one drop rule, it's like, you are black until we have decided you have performed enough for whiteness. And so for me, right. maybe I just be like, that's a white person and I keep it moving. Right. If you are perceived white, if the state perceives you as white, if all these officers thought you were white and now they're all shook because they didn't shoot you because now they realize you're a Muslim. Well, that's, right. you're white. Like, I don't, right. I don't know what to say, but I get that. As I said before, there are many cultures under white, you know, you got Italian, you got Irish, you got right. Russian, you got Serbian. A lot of people are white, but we group them as this one thing because we don't talk about people's cultures as much. But, you know, that was a white man. Like you Another said, white man like committed he, to active violence, and I'm not budging right. on that. Am I, allowed, am I allowed to jump in here? You sure? Yeah, I mean, we come, disagree come, on brothers come, all the time. I'm going to come right to you, Saeed, uh, but um, I think like even like when it's interesting that once it's found out he's Muslim, like his whiteness is a race. Because even the guys that did the... Um, the, the Boston Marathon bombing, it was like, right. just like you said, Serbian, like if you look at these guys, they're white, but their whiteness gets, now they're Muslim. Like as soon as like we find out that you have a Muslim background, it like erases um, that whiteness. But it also reminded me of, I remember having conversations with Iranians, people that was, you know, an, a, a young Iranian woman that was telling me like, she her parents said, don't, ca don't call yourself Iranian, say you're Persian. Because to say you're Iranian is like, you know, in America, because of America's mindset, it's like automatically you're like against this country. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, it's like when it's convenient, you could be something else. When you're black, you don't have that option of like blending in. You know what I'm saying? Like when people seen that dude, they was like, that's a white dude. And that's probably why he was captured alive. Um, Saeed? So it's, it's interesting because what Miracle said. If we go off what Miracle said, right, then that's assigning America's metric to whiteness and culture, and that's not how it works, right? I, you know, my mom's family, when they came here and they escaped asylum, when they received asylum, a good bit of them married Italian and denounced Islam and became white because that's the cultural expectation. It was able for them to fit in, right? Um, however, they were all very dark Arabs, Um which is a conversation in and of itself, because if you look at the Saudi Arabian or the Arabian Peninsula, it's just separated by some water connected to Africa, like really and truly. Like if you belong to that part of the land, you can hit Africa with a rock. Right. I digress. Arab people have traditionally been considered Arab. It wasn't until a lot newer on the census that you start grouping things to eliminate the browning of America. Asian people are considered white. Mexican, Latinx are considered white. You have non-black Hispanic. You have, and now Middle Eastern is, is lumped into white, right? If you go to the Middle East and you ask somebody if they white, they're going to be like, nah, right? It's, it's, not, it's not a connotation that you get. Um, there are lighter Arabs because of colonialism and because of a lot of trade routes and things of that nature. But you, if you go to some place like Yemen, you go to uh, Bahrain, you go to Oman, you go to these places, they look Dominican. Right. They look black. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, man, until they start speaking Arab, they could be like, oh, I didn't even I didn't even know that's what you know what I mean. So it, yeah. there there's a, a cultural difference. There's the, you know, there's a lineage that goes unchecked. But because of what Miracle did say that is factual, America's recognition, the state recognizes Arab people as white. Right. True. 
it's one of those but things. Also, if that like, guy, can we can we argue, uh, 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 bro? If that guy showed up and right. said my name was said my name was Al Smith, like you would he be right. like that and had no accent. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you'd no, be like that's no, a white guy. Yeah, no. I mean, because right. you know, you could look at it because and that, that's kind of thing. You know how Africa is the most diverse continent on the planet, right? You have a giant continent where people can look different, right? Not everybody in Africa looks like they from Sudan. You know what I mean? It's just not how it works. That's how it works globally, right? And with Middle Eastern people, um, I, you know, my mom never considered herself white. We never considered ourselves white. Like, you know, my dad is black. My dad was in the Black Panthers. My dad black and, and black. At work. You know what I mean? <laughs> Waste man. Wait, I ain't even speaking that nigga name, right? But, um, but you know, um, that's just, that's just kind of like the connotation of it, right? And, you know, I wouldn't consider an Asian person white. However, I think, you know, if you go to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican is a nationality. It's not an ethnicity. You can be Argentinian right, right, and right. Puerto Rican. You can be, right. you can be, you know, Sudanese and Puerto Rican. But, but like you, you can, mentioned, you mentioned Argentina. It reminds me of... Argentina, they're who, white. Those are white. Whoever Those the woman white. that won the award... I forget right, her yeah, name, yeah, but yeah. from the Queen's Gambit, and they were like, she's the first woman of color, and people was like, there, she don't got no color, like, no disrespect, that woman's white, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so I think so that I'll you this, get into is, that. This is the final thing I'll say, because we spent a lot of time on this, and we did have a script, yeah. we did go to a specific area. There's a word in Arabic for black people, right? The color black in Arabic is aswat, right? But that doesn't define people, that defines a color. If you're referring right. to people, Abat, Abad, slave. Right. If you're referring to, you know, Barack Obama was called this by somebody, I forget, but the way they look at this this United States out is Manzal al the slave of the house, a house nigga, right? That's the Arabic word for like a house slave or someone that you keep around you to interpret or do your bidding or something like that. Manzal al And right. my family call us Abati. Right, my brothers and I, you know what I mean. My mom's family had like now you say like nigga. This is like nigga in Arabic, right? This is like the N-word. yeah. That's nigga in Arabic. Yeah, that's that's the. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I just want to make sure, like when I hear it, like if I could just punch a nigga in his face, I just oh, oh absolutely, man, yo, a, a body, you a all right, it's, it's I, on. <laughs> I, you you get you catching the death us, right? You catching me, the death us. Me, me, me and so. troubles running running up on you. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm excited for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to thank you for joining us, Adav. Um, you know, um, next level Sadaf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to add to that conversation quickly that, like, the way you can tell if you're white or not, or if you're deemed white, is the way that the police are going to treat you. The way the True. police apprehended mm-hmm. this man, the way they took him in, the perception of the police right then and there tells you what race that person is, right? right. Yeah, so absolutely. Black people do not get treated that way, they, especially after shooting up. Any just no, th- none of that. Yes. Was uh, not even when not, not even when just we're being not suspected armed. of shooting. Not even armed, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not armed, uh, and and and. Well, thank you for joining us, Adar. We appreciate your uh, your your, yeah. your uh, insight. Yes. Um. So of, yes. Uh, Go ahead, Miracle. I just want two things. One thing about John Crawford, and two think I forgot the gentleman's name, the Hispanic gentleman who just survived the the shooting in Atlanta. They handcuffed him for two hours. Right, um, right Denied right. him like, medical treatment. Wouldn't even tell him if his wife was al- alive or dead. Um, right. And he was just the darkest person in the room. So when yep. we're talking about the way the police perceive whiteness and get whiteness being an American Western construct, I get it. 
but the way the contract of which we live and, and engage in and so um that's what i'm talking about but yeah shout out to no you're you're 100 right yeah no he was he wasn't arrested he didn't do anything but because like miracle said he was the darkest person on the scene you know and so he was handcuffed and held for two hours his wife i believe was was killed um um and oh, he wow. wasn't even wasn't given any information anything about her and that's often and we saw that actually this week um with two stories that came out in pittsburgh where you had you know one um you know the the ap you know got into a private police facebook page um of police in allegheny county which is where pittsburgh was located and of course it was filled with anti-blackness it was filled with homophobia and transphobia it was filled with support and love of donald trump you know what i'm saying like the same thing and 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 the, the same day um pittsburgh's black newspaper the new pittsburgh courier released this report about how black people in pittsburgh black men specifically are arrested six times more than white men in pittsburgh black women are arrested four times more than um than than uh, a white women in pittsburgh that 12 percent of pittsburgh's black population has been arrested in 2020 and this was 2020 this wasn't five years ago and and, and when it came to the white population it was less than two percent so once again just going back to this conversation like how police deal with us and and why we want to defund the police is not because we hate police or we hate a uniform it's because the police actually functions as a you know to, to really terrorize us profile us and harass us and so therefore like the more police that are there the more harassment the more oppression the more violence and more profiling we'll receive that when police are left and this is always happens when police don't think they're being recorded you know we saw the police in georgia not thinking they're being recorded you know using nigga freely you know we've seen police not thinking they'd be recorded talking about you know running over protesters and now these police mm -hmm. thinking they had like a private area to have a conversation but when we when when that information is released what are they doing anti-blackness all about protesters the thugs protesters of this and this and that but they want to show up and like we're supposed to like trust you you know and we're pittsburgh, supposed to like not be afraid pittsburgh's not even that black of a city for the yield numbers like that like when you think like is the black population diminishes daily in pittsburgh four black people leave pittsburgh every day so how are there still that many you know how is it how are we still getting arrested like that like that's indi indicative of systemic racism right Absolutely. if that doesn't show you right there that if pittsburgh has never had a growing population since 1991 and the black population is leaving at an accelerated rate yet we still comprise the the majority of the arrests what's that right. saying to you what's yeah. that saying to you and and, and think livable, about like, livable for who livable for who and think about like what like and and and, and what's wild to me and I, and I wonder like would those numbers have been even greater if we weren't like inside like this was 2020 mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so like like even a pandemic can't save us from like racism and white supremacy and police being targeted that was one of the things about allegheny county jail that during covid that the jail population actually went up and mm -hmm. that the percentage of black people in the jail actually went up. So now we have a, a, a pandemic that's disproportionately affecting us as black people. And we have the state like unleashed against us, 
you know, didn't care about the pandemic, didn't care about the fact that you, you know, could possibly get COVID inside Allegheny County Jail. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And so I just, it's, it, it's interesting, you know, because we have, you know, uh, all, you know, these elections coming up, it'll just be interesting to see, like, I'm interested to know, like, how are folks going to explain this? Like, what's your reasoning behind this? You know, because like to 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 quote, um, you know, Ibram Kendi, it's either two things. It's either we're criminals, like mm -hmm. you think that as black people, like we're inherently criminals and we need to be policed at this race, or these are racist policies. And if you put that, you know, us being arrested next to how these cops are talking when they don't think nobody's watching, you have racist policies. And so to give more money to this is to actually give more empowerment to racists to brutalize us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you all I have wanna, anything miracle? Yeah. Trouble? I wanted to bring it back to the Mexican man whose wife was killed because it's like, I feel like not enough people are talking about the humanity of that. It's like, imagine you're one of the victims of the shooting, yet you're detained in handcuffs for hours and not given any information about your wife, the person that you love, the person that you are married to, and you don't know if she's alive, you don't know if she's dead, and you're detained for hours just to find out that she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... And, 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 and say, hey, hey, Trouble, just to say this, and I'll come to Miracle, like, that, that's common practice. I remember when, when the Detroit police killed Ayanna Jones, who was a little girl, I believe she was seven years old, they arrested her grandmother and took her to the station and held her. This woman, after she saw her child killed by the police, when Ramali Graham, who was 19 years old and unarmed, was killed in New York City, they arrested his grandmother. Killed in front of his grandmother, they arrested his grandmother, took her to the station. Like, they do this type of shit all the time. And, and, and like, but do they see us as human? Go to the Facebook page. They don't. You know, they don't see us as human. They don't see our humanity. A shooting happened. Here's some Mexican dude. It was probably him. Let's arrest him and let's treat him like we treat every brown or black person that we come across because we don't see their humanity. This is why we got to say in 2021, fucking black lives matter. Brown lives matter. Asian lives matter. We got to say that in 2021 because white people won't stop white people. I'm sorry. Miracle. I was gonna make a joke that it was social media, not the police, but I think we we moved on from there. But I also raised up again, like John Crawford when he was shot. They arrested his girlfriend and was like he was about to go kill folks, knowing good and well there was a video that exonerated him, and they waited weeks. His family had to wait weeks to realize he was innocent. And so Absolutely. when we're talking about the way these the, the policing apparatus works, it is inherently violent. But what it also does, it uses media and TV shows and SVU to talk about why we need police, how police are going to come and save us. And that's, again, why we have to be very careful to like loop it back to the beginning of the show of the media that we are are putting out there because right. when you're creating a show that's saying that you have to be in servitude to whiteness in order to be human uh, in order to be human and you have to be a, a black or brown savior in order to be engaged that's very problematic and we're we're seeing situations where we're, we're uh, and, and we also got to think about again our schools are reopening mm 
right? And we're seeing so much violence, our anti-blackness already happening in schools, from middle schools to colleges, to professors saying the N-word, professors saying that black students shouldn't be here, to professors making, to teachers making black kids pull out feces with their bare hands. And now we're sending our, our children back into these schools where they're now going to be encountering cops again cops again. who are already have these biases and and bigotries and already and are not going to have to do any type of training or engagement and now we're going to wonder why in six months we're going to get a report talking about more black kids during shooting or more black kids are getting arrested we're, we're not prepared at all to deal with what's about to happen to our communities yeah, it's going to be, you know, uh, it, it's going to be a, a, a hot summer, you know, and and, 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 and say, but I did just want to contextualize for those that don't know who John Crawford was. He was killed by uh, uh, was the police officer in Walmart. He was he, in Walmart. He bought the BB gun, right? Right. He had a picked up a BB gun. In Walmart sells real guns in a lot of places. Picked up a BB gun in, in Walmart and was immediately killed. Like not even didn't even they didn't even say hold on. They didn't say wait a second. They didn't. I mean, was immediately shot down and killed. Um, and that was in Ohio. I want to say that was 2014 um, around that time. And so, like you said, it does it does make me like. You know, I know like everybody's where we're like happy. You made me kind of like not want it to open up anymore. <laughs> I know we're happy. Like, you know, people are getting vaccinated and summertime is coming and it's like, oh, we're getting back in. But you, you're kind of right in the sense that it's probably something that's going to happen along those lines because we still have not. Been, we still, you know, George Floyd killer. You know, Derek Chauvin is on trial right now. We we still haven't been holding police officers accountable for their killings. We're not even holding them accountable for the language that they're using on Facebook. And this, we're not holding them accountable at all. We're actually rewarding them. We're giving them more. We want to pass to give police more money to do what with. You know what I'm saying? And so I do wonder, you know, how this um how this summer is going to look. Of course, there was like so much, you know, we wanted to talk about. <laughs> It's like seven o'clock. So we do want to, man, it's like, I don't know. We might need two hours or we might need to, you know, uh, uh, take it to another platform or something. I don't know. Maybe we need to do like one show live on Facebook and maybe one show like where, you know, folks can give us some, 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 some money to do it. I don't know. But we hopefully maybe next week we can talk about like reparations because we had a whole conversation. We had a great conversation about, about that earlier. Reparations. Um, we had a whole conversation about, you know, the, the woman who went on a vacation to the to the Capitol. <laughs> vacation was she, a Capitol riots and got divorced over it. She got arrested on her husband and, and went ain't to the Capitol riot. How you get arrested and divorced? Like, that, is, like, that is hilarious, though. <laughs> what part of the That's game from, is that? Like, you fucking the whole game up. Like that's from like, pittsburgh or from the pittsburgh we wanted to talk about like the guy the country singer who referred like that basically cardi b is hitler now because of wop <laughs> performing wop at the grammys now she's hitler so it was just so much we wanted to talk about including a white teacher who told the student to kneel yeah it happened in evanston um, um illinois we, so hopefully maybe next week we can get into that or maybe we'll see if we can do more than one show so we do want to get into um our white pages this week, um, essays and speeches by Audre Lorde, um, Sister Outsider. Um, definitely, you know, if you have not read this, you know, if you're not familiar with um, um, her work, uh, uh, please definitely pick this up. And then did you want to talk about our call to action uh, this week, Miracle? 
We have a couple. Um, also, somebody messaged Boogie since he's apparently dismissed today. We're going to hope he's okay, but message him the book. Um, Absolutely. We have, a couple, we have a couple calls to actions. One in about 30 minutes, Jasiri is going to be on the Movement Voter Project talking about Pittsburgh. So at 7.30, you can head on over to Movement Voter Project's pages for that. Um, but we talk a lot, bit, a lot about policing. And one of the reasons why is tomorrow from 6 to 8 p.m. We're having a meeting for the coalition to reimagine public safety. And we're really trying to create a, liber a liberated society community by which we don't have policing and state violence in our lives. And if you want to come imagine with us, you know, talk things out, see where police is in your life where it doesn't need to be um join us and alliance for accountability tomorrow um at 6 p.m it's going to be streamed live but also we're doing some workshops so if you want to be a part of the workshop we'll drop the registration um, in the chat for um that in addition you know just don't be anti-black yes don't don't Get be anti-black yes Listen to, listen, to, listen to black people um, Enjoy some of this good weather In Pittsburgh um, So if y'all can If you can drop that link in the chat To register Like like uh, Miracle said Tomorrow's meeting will be on Like you'll be able to watch it live But it's going to be on Zoom So you can actually participate And we really want to get Like community feedback We really want folks feedback We want folks input um, So definitely um, do that And then this Saturday We got something going on uh, Next level we got something next level going on this Saturday. Trouble? We got the next level slam going on this Saturday. You know what I'm saying at 6 p.m. We're going to have a DJ. We have a, a very special guest judge joining us. Her name is Vanessa German. Um, it's going to be pretty dope. I'm actually pretty excited for it. Absolutely. Women's History Month. Yes, next level slam is coming. Um, and mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm excited about it as well. So if you're if you're a poet. I think we still have, um, we're still looking for poets, so maybe we can drop that information um, in the chat as well um, about the next level slam. So is there anything else? Last comments? Never Miracle, lose sight. You're, you're on mute. My bad. Until tomorrow afternoon. Until tomorrow well. at 12. Yes. Um, yes, we have that. Also, we know that the March today happened for the solidarity um, against anti-Asian violence. And just remembering uh, we'll probably post some stuff later, but just remember, y'all, our oppression is linked. Racism, mm -hmm. xenophobia, homophobia, transphobia, all that stuff anti is a form of anti-blackness and white supremacy. So, so we may not have to mule for each other, but we don't have to ignore each other's fights. So just remember mm -hmm. to show up. Don't get in the way. Don't create harm. Don't be arguing on social media. Just Enjoy the sun and let's get it together. Let's create the community of we're probably gonna do we, we're gonna still argue on social media more than likely. We're gonna do all of other things, but yeah, just you know, don't take it so seriously, you know, on social media. Don't take it too seriously. But folks gonna argue, particularly right now, there's some arguing going on. Um, so yeah, check us out next week. This has been this week in white supremacy. Peace, y'all. One peace. Welcome to the whitest house. Every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch. And for the right amount.
mountain, you can eat 